0: Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon
1: Podcast. Hello, welcome back everyone. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Hi. Hi. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hi, Sarah.
0: How are you? (laughs) I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm kind of sleepy, but you know.
1: Yeah. Because as usual, Katie is a badass and a selfless and is waking up on her Saturday (laughs) early in the morning to record. So... Uh,
0: it's worth it. You know what? It's worth it. Um, Today, Sarah, I have something
1: for you. <laughs> oh boy. I get two in a row. This is second episode in a row that Katie is treating me to a great Katie find, which is I'm so excited for.
0: I found this and I don't know how we haven't talked about this before, or how this hasn't come across our eyes before maybe it has for you but it definitely hasn't for me this this came out in may of 2020 the you know the year uh and it's titled choosing righteous desires by elder elder robert c gay or as the mormon church would call him elder robert c same-sex attracted
1: Ah. (laughs) That took me a hot second because you hear the wheels turning via Skype in my head where I was like, "Huh? oh, I see what you did there. How clever. (laughs) Sorry, bad joke, but you know. I love Uh, it.
0: (laughs) And this was at a worldwide devotional for young adults,
1: worldwide. Oh, wow. Okay. So even more problematic. Love it. Love, love it that. yes and um this was really
0: long because as you know devotionals are usually like over an hour long right so yep. i i just went through it and i took um three anecdotes from it like because he told us just so much just so much fluff in between right so I cut it down because we don't have that time to analyze things. We ain't got that kind of
1: time. We ain't She's, got it. We, we ain't got it. To this devotional.
0: <laughs> so it starts from, like, the worst story to, to kind of a lighter funny one. <laughs> but there's three stories in here that he tells of his life, okay? And um, I, I don't know how we haven't heard these before. Okay. <sighs> so th- this one says... <clears throat> My best friend growing up introduced me to my wife. In high school, I baptized him a member of the church, but he always found it difficult to fully commit to living the gospel, (laughs) always justifying himself by saying that he never really did anything that bad. Okay. Okay. Already, it's like he's your best friend and you baptized him in high school. It's like
1: He probably just did that because you were pressuring him. (laughs) Exactly. He's probably like, dude, I just want to be your best friend. But every time we meet up, it's like, can I share just a special message with you? Could we open up with a prayer? He's probably like, fuck's sake. If I just. Like, let's just get
0: this over with. Like, I just don't want you to keep bugging me. But then he found it difficult to fully commit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. This gets, this gets bad. Just brace yourself. Uh Um. Then one night at a party, he drank too much alcohol and
1: fell off a cliff and died. (gasps) Oh, yeah. What? Oh, no, 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 no. I already know where he's going with this. No, he's okay. (sighs) Yeah. And
0: then he says he was the same age as many of you. This tragedy should never have happened and would not have happened if covenant not convenience had guided my friend's life,
1: oh my God, that's so fucked on so many levels. and I'm actually like disgusted by it. Imagine his family if they I know this or listened to it or read it. and like imagine like what the actual fuck man, like, that's horrible to blame. It's- his yes. death and make it all about like, oh, well, he was sinning. And that's why like this wouldn't have happened if he lived up to his covenants.
0: I know. Isn't that terrible? I read that and I, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, wow. like, you're really going to blame like anyone can accidentally fall off a cliff. You don't have to be drunk. And also like, yeah, that's so in poor taste to be like, well, if he had been following the commandments, this wow. would
1: have Yeah. And also, if he's like sharing this at a devotional for youth, it's like, again, another example of like fear mongering and being like, this is what's going to happen. If you ever drink, you will die. Like, this is what. I mean,
0: I remember hearing stories like this as a kid. Like, if you drink, you will become an alcoholic and you will lose your house and you will be living on the streets and you will die. Like, yep. Uh, Yeah. And I think that's honestly, um, I mean, obviously I'm not a, an expert in this, but I, I do think that like Utah has an issue with obviously opiates. And I feel like a lot of it is like, like kids almost like go overboard sometimes with it being like, Oh, well, I can do this instead of drinking <laughs> because yeah. drinking is the bad thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's any correlation there, but it's just like, drinking is so demonized to where you're not you're not taught moderation it's like all or nothing
1: right (laughs) exactly no I think that's a really good correlation that you just made and I'm sure there's like studies on it that would suggest that like that's just yeah like you said it's just drinking is such like so demonized to the point where yeah it was never presented to me that you would like lose your house but it was always like if you drink, it messes up your judgment, and you will make bad decisions that will get you in trouble, and you will die, basically. Yeah, and you will die.
0: Yeah, and yeah. you'll lose everyone you love, and either, yeah, you can't just have a glass of wine at dinner. You're just gonna be full blown gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it completely yeah. messes up your judgment, even after one glass of wine. Mhm.
0: Mhm. Okay, so that was the worst one, but now here's the second story, which. Oh boy. You're going to, okay. As I said, I appreciate having my wife here with me tonight. So his wife is there. She is my everything. We met years ago in high school. After our high school graduation, she went to Rick's College in Rexburg, Idaho, and I went to BYU in Provo, Utah. (laughs) In our first year of college, I decided one weekend to drive to Rexburg to visit her. There, she taught me an invaluable lesson.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: And yeah, it wasn't about sex. I'll tell you that. So (laughs) she did not have a car and it had been some time since she had been able to drive. As we left her apartment, she asked me if she could drive my car. I said, sure. (laughs) We soon started down a hill close to where she lived. About half. Yeah. About halfway down the hill. She asked me, is there a stop sign at the end of the street? The stop sign was totally visible, and I immediately said, yes, there's a stop sign. And she said, yeah, and she said, okay, I thought so. I just can't see it. And I asked, why can't you see it? And she said, because I don't have my glasses on, and I can't see
1: much without my glasses. (laughs) I'm just trying to imagine myself driving without my glasses. You guys, (laughs) I am like... My vision is so bad. What? (laughs) I know.
0: I then said something like, and why aren't you wearing your glasses? And she said, because I don't like how they look on me, but I forgot I can't see everything without them. And then I said, well, then you'd better let me drive. The lesson was simple. Unless you can see clearly, you will always be in danger. Now, I ask you, how are you driving your life forward? are you conducting your life with the glasses needed to see life's reality clearly? (laughs) What? I just, I'm imagining his wife in the audience just being so absolutely humiliated. Like,
1: yeah, like I would be like, what the fuck, man? Like way to make me look (laughs) like an idiot and like a vain one at that. Like, I don't like how I look at my glasses. So I'm going to endanger both me and you and drive without wearing glasses. Like, (laughs) what (laughs) can you even and just
0: the whole analogy is so it's so stupid stupid. and also i i kind of wonder if that even happened
1: i you know what i like we've talked about before in the past i guarantee you like 90 percent of these stories don't actually happen it's just they have a team of writers who are like oh i know of a story like this and let's just use this for the their talks done like you know what I saw something
0: on the ex-mormon reddit <laughs> subreddit that like literally you're right that um they have writers and they oh, don't write have writers and a lot of times like yeah they don't even these personal quote-unquote experiences they haven't even happened to them they're like yeah. made up or from someone else yeah
1: even as a as a Mormon and a very devout Molly Mormon I even thought that at one point like there's no way that they write these stories themselves. Like, I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't think at the time I thought, like, oh, the, the stories that they're telling are true, but I was just, like, they're, they don't write these. Like, there's no way that they are all, like, polished enough to, like, have a, a story and messaging that's, like, cohesive and, but no, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And I, Yeah, <laughs> and then they have stories like this where like that's a stretch come on man like you come up with a better story and a better analogy than your wife not wearing glasses
0: (laughs) that poor wife she's like even if that did happen which I I don't think it did she's probably just like well I was young and stupid please don't throw me under the bus in front of like your worldwide devotional (laughs) like look how dumb my wife was (laughs) my wife was driving without glasses
1: (laughs) what an idiot i so sad that she's like, oh, I look stupid in them. And instead of him being like, oh, baby, no, you don't. Like, you look great in them. Um, and, you know, that's just a bit dangerous, like, for you not to, to wear them. But, like, I'm sorry that you feel like you don't look good in them. It was just like, well, I guess I should drive then. Yeah, I'm the one that can see clearly in this relationship.
0: So, yeah. Hold on over. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Now, here's the one that i actually cannot believe we've never heard before <laughs> oh. and and it's a gem and it's what he uses to close out his devotional so
1: oh boy
0: oh boy <laughs> oh boy it says i close with this personal experience and testimony from my life oh i'm so excited okay <laughs> <laughs> years ago as a college sophomore I was studying for final exams in an apartment by myself. It was a warm day and as I was reviewing my papers, a gnat started buzzing in front of my face. He must be from the south if he's talking about a gnat. Yeah, a gnat <laughs> buzzing around his face. <laughs> okay. The persistence of the gnat began to really annoy me. Finally, I had enough. I <laughs> I raised my hands and slapped them together and killed the gnat. Okay. Okay. I cannot explain to this day what happened next. I looked down. (laughs) Okay, I got to get myself together. I looked down at the dead gnat in the palm of my hand (laughs) and felt great compassion. I said to myself, (laughs) I said to myself, that gnat did not need to die. It is only dead because of my frustration and impatience. <laughs> I I then knelt and prayed
1: to God to forgive me and let that gnat live again. I mean, uh-uh. I can't with this. I cannot. Wait. Just wait. As I finished that prayer, the gnat flew from my hand. Stop it. <laughs> it. It's a resurrected gnat. Oh my God. Move over Lazarus. Move over Christ. We now have a resurrected gnat. We need to add a new book in the New Testament. The book of Nat. book of Nat. Can you can you even make the dumbest bullshit I've ever Like, how could you seriously sit in a devotional and listen to this and be like, whoa. He he prayed and brought back to life this gnat, a resurrected gnat. Which maybe he didn't even kill. Maybe he just stunned.
0: Or also, don't gnats only live for like 24 hours? (laughs) Yeah, I
1: mean, come on. (laughs)
0: Bring back to life a gnat, but he can't prevent COVID. <laughs> he can't he can't heal all these people from cancer, but he can
1: bring a gnat back to life. <laughs> he, there's two things that celestial Jesus is really great at: <laughs> bringing back gnats to life and finding Karen's keys. <laughs> Those <Yeah>. two things. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I can't, I don't know how this talk got past church PR. Like, I mean, like, what? I mean. Oh, okay. I feel like, though, whoever was in charge of, like, writing this story and also, like, getting it signed off and approved before he spoke was, like, an ex-Mormon, or on their way out. They had to have <laughs> been like, yeah, they're like yes, <laughs> this is golden. Let's, let's have him talk about the fact that he killed a gnat, Prayed about it, and special <laughs> Jesus brought back the zombie gnat, and he was like, "Oh my God, there you go. That's what happens when you ask for like, forgiveness. It's like the best, the
0: best form of trolling. Please forgive me for killing a gnat that was buzzing
1: around my face. <laughs> I mean, I just this is the point where I wish." Katie, yeah. either one of us would have like had some graphic designing background because I can just <laughs> visualize this like zombie gnat and it is the best Oh, thing oh my God. Guys,
0: we have it. so many we have so many talented listeners. If any of <laughs> you artists want to send us zombie gnat, oh my god. <clears throat> we would oh my God, but just freaking freak out. That's oh okay.
1: <laughs> Oh, wait, I just imagine now, like, when, when like, Celestial Jesus died and he's, like, be- <laughs> beaming over to South America. He's now, like, resurrected slash he's going to go hang out over there. Just, like, having this little zombie now on his shoulder. And it's like, a <laughs> It's a duo. He has a pet net.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Celestial. <laughs> Okay, there's one more paragraph to this oh, okay uh, I, I have asked myself for years why
1: did God do this for me <laughs> <laughs> so not only is he really saying the bullshit story but we're now going to analyze it <laughs> we're not going to analyze the resurrected man <laughs> excellent many answers have
0: come but none more important than this he wanted me to understand at my very core that he has all power to lift me or anyone else, even the least. He wanted me to know he has complete compassion for our weaknesses and that he numbers the very hairs on our heads. Now, <laughs> now if he would restore a gnat, he will never forsake
1: you, no matter where you stand. That is not a line. That is not a line in this story. Oh, my God. <laughs> If he would restore a gnat, he will never forsake you. (laughs) It's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. Like, imagine, like, again, this is worldwide. This is worldwide. Worldwide
0: devotional. devotional. This was broadcast to the world, (laughs) anywhere. Everyone, every, like, young adult congregation was watching this.
1: I mean, imagine young adults in areas where they aren't privileged. Like they are real shit, like struggles, like, you know, making it day to day. They were converted or raised in this religion. They're like faithful. They're like, yes, I'm going to go to this devotional, feel really inspired and know that God loves me and will help me out. And then they hear the story of a nap being resurrected (laughs) and not forsaken. And they're like, what the actual fuck? Like God can, answered that prayer, but not, but not my struggles. I'm like, in poverty.
0: I'm hungry. I exactly my, my mother is struggling with cancer or
1: whatever it might be. It's like abuse in the church, which happens on a daily basis. Like imagine a victim of sexual abuse that's happened in the church, hearing this devotional and being like, Oh, okay, cool. So he'll bring back to life a nap, but not help me get out of the hell that I'm in right now
0: exactly exactly this is mind-blowing that isn't it mind-blowing also imagine a congregation where there's like gnats in the building (laughs) 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 I, i honestly don't know how we hadn't heard of this before like it's way too funny and ridiculous and then also like you said on a serious note it's very very fucking dismissive of people's real problems and like it makes them think like am I not praying right am I not worthy enough to receive a blessing because if God can take his time apparently he knows every single hair on my head like he said and apparently he can bring a gnat back to life but he can't help me with this big struggle I'm having right now Okay.
1: So yeah. Yeah. So that is that. Talk. I am speechless. I'm also just like in awe that you found yet another gym like this that we've never heard of. Oh, well. Visually, this is probably the best Mormon <laughs> devotional talk general conference all of that combined this is hands down the best one we've heard yet oh, um resurrected nat man <laughs> uh, i did not you know ratting out your 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 wife throwing her under the bus by being like yes um, you're driving without glasses <laughs> and then Also, on top of that, being incredibly insensitive and horrible about your best friend who died in high school. Yeah. This guy is on a roll with some good shit. Some good content is what he is providing. Yeah, it was
0: like gold for us to cover. Yeah. (laughs) Well, friends, thank you for coming on that journey with me, and we'll be back next week.
1: We'll be back. Bye. Bye.